East and West, got it. Locked. Those are burned in my memory. You're like, I am not going to be accused of being dumb again. Mm-mm. I know with the sunrise and set. Mm-hmm. I know. Hello, I'm Sarah Sarah Stans, and this is Three Friends Having Dessert, where we answer all the dessert questions you never knew you had. And the question of the day is, what would Columbus eat for dessert, right? No, I don't think that's the question. Hmm, oh. What is the question? I think the question was, what would you serve Christopher oh, Columbus for dessert? yes, Christopher Columbus. What would you serve Christopher Columbus for dessert? That's what we're going to be tackling today on our show. And with me, as always, I have my love and CFO of Sarah Stans, Aaron. This should be an interesting one. If you had uh, some old, dead Spanish guy sitting at your table, what would you give him? Hmm. Old? <laughs> Why does he have to be old? We're talking about a dead person. Let's bring him back to life from the 20s, right, Derek, <laughs> our COO of Sarah Stans? Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? Yes, this is like... You know that question, you like, who would you want to have a dinner party with or something like that? Uh, you know, five people throughout history. So now we've uh, decided it's Chris Columbus, and it's up to us to get dessert. Yeah, this is like the dessert <laughs> version of that, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus, because it's Columbus Day. That's why we're doing this. Well, yeah. Columbus Day was a couple days ago. Yeah, but I'm saying we got we to celebrate. I feel like everyone just uses it as a day to take off. It's like, you know. Free holiday. But we don't really think yeah. about why. That seems valid. Although I always yeah, think like, of it as like the pre-Thanksgiving kind of a... It always reminds you of like, oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, we, we killed the Indians. Uh-huh, yeah, let's go celebrate and have some food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, we don't usually try to uh, <laughs> focus on that point. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's there. It it's is always there. a little reminder. <laughs> Well, isn't this this one's not too much different? Yeah, good day for him off of work. Some guy discovered America, but he didn't actually ever actually step foot in America, and he enslaved and killed a bunch of people. Yay! I know that is the craziest part about it is that it is a known fact that he did not discover America, but somehow he still gets a holiday and he gets all the cred. What's he up with that? He gets a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the why we didn't kind of correct that through the years, but. Now we're kind of stuck with it, right? We don't, uh, we're not going to have a Leif Erickson day or anything like that, are we? Oh, gosh. I think, you know, it's right up there with the time savings. For the record, Leif Erickson day would be much better. I mean, think about it. You wear like Viking hats and roast meat and run around. A Viking day would be a great day. I am in on Viking holiday. I would be too, but you can't do it too close to Halloween because then it starts to feel like the purge. (laughs) 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 but am i right though i mean is it not like this is one of those holidays it's kind of up there with like daylight savings time like why do we still do that unnecessary i i would agree i think uh, i know like washington and some other states have turned this into indigenous people's day that's what they call it right yeah yeah. they don't have it's not columbus day it's in celebration of indigenous people isn't that supposed to be like thanksgiving or no right well, no, that, I mean, that's... That's the coming together with the indigenous yeah, people. Yeah, that's supposedly that, but uh, the pilgrims and all that. Yeah, I kind of like the indigenous people day, you know, just, I don't even... You've got to come up it? with a better name yeah, than that, even, though. <laughs> you need like an indie day, you know? Like, it's got to be right. something a little bit cooler or shorter, you know? <laughs> yeah, native day or... I don't, Would that I don't be offensive know. to people? Am I, am I allowed to be saying this? I'm not yeah, sure. Maybe I, know. I should just not. Because it sounds like it might not be PC when you go that route. Yeah, it gets a little uh, oh, the border. Like, where's the where's the derogatory line? I'm not sure. Just mm-hmm. help me out here, guys. Help me out. But are there? Because there's no more indigenous people left here. So yeah, there are. Which up? Native Americans? Yes. Well, yes, I'm saying, but they're like more Americanized now. It's not like they're not. They're like in their own. Well, I guess the reservations. Yeah, yeah, yeah I should are. just I should backpedal <laughs> out of this yeah, one. Yeah, you should definitely okay, backpedal yeah. out of all of that. Mm-hmm, I'm stepping back, people. Stepping back. <laughs> Calm it down. Let's, you know, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be right. Don't worry about it. But Christopher Columbus. Let's get on so, to him. So, what, let's, well, let's start with the myth. What was it? Do you guys remember the song? Yes, In, but I always used to say 1942. That was always my big, <laughs> my big problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> Why don't you go ahead and sing it for us? No, no, no. You sing it. You're better at it. In 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Mm-hmm. I forget. What's the rest of it? Is there more? No, that's it. That's it? Okay. Yeah, the I, thought Nina- it was the, I thought it was the other way around, though. It might be. I don't know. I'm t- I, I was hoping Derek? you guys actually remembered it because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Um... Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. In 1940. Oh, boy. Four, 1940. <laughs> <laughs> you got me saying it. <laughs> I think, no. Uh, 14, no, it's definitely 1492. Yeah, it's first. definitely 1492. Yeah. We all know that. It's just singing the song. No, but I mean, that's gonna... first. And then Columbus sailed the ocean, ocean blue. I'm not sure if there was, was it a song or is that just a way to remember? I think it was just a way date. to remember. And do you want to know something? This is a sad story. Is that I got tested when I was probably like 10 years old to see if I had a learning disability because I was not doing well in school. Uh, other reasons why I probably really wasn't doing well in school. But anyway, I got tested and like these stupid questions got asked like, you know, where is the sunrise and set? I didn't know the answer. What year was Christopher Columbus, you know, sailing the ocean, right? Didn't know, right? And so I remember feeling really stupid, and the teacher was like, you know, or the guy who was giving the test was like, oh, she just hasn't really learned some basic things, and my parents were embarrassed and, like, yelled at me, like, as if I was stupid for not knowing these things, and basically the upshot of the test wasn't that I had a learning disability, but it was kind of implied that I was being lazy, and that was not true, and I just remember being very frustrated and feeling very ashamed. This is the sad part of this of this episode. <laughs> wow, this is like okay. This is uh, why don't you just come sit 50 down? Fifty minute like, hour here. Okay, have a seat there, or lay have a lay down on the couch there. Now, mm-hmm. uh, so this is very emotional. This is very emotional. That song for me. I'm always like, yeah, that was a song that I should have known. I was dumb. Well, I, but, I, I have a couple questions about this story, and mm-hmm. the primary one is, what age were you? I was like ten. Okay. All right. Yeah, but I mean, d- didn't your teacher admittedly say, "Well, she just we haven't learned that"? Or I don't know. You what are you supposed? To, I mean, maybe we did. I wasn't paying attention, or I don't know. Where does the sun rise and set? I didn't know these stupid sayings. You know, it's like I don't know. Were they in a book? I don't know. Maybe my parents should have taught it to me. Is what I felt like. They were not <laughs> yeah, very involved with so education. Yeah, turn it on them. Turn yeah. it on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it all, all your fault, fault, mom and dad. After the ABCs, they just gave up. That was it, you know? They are like, done, peace out, private school, you do the rest, you know? Right. <laughs> Any That's, other questions, Aaron? Seems like they got their money's worth out of that one. Mm-hmm. Now I for sure remember where Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Trust me. East and West, <laughs> got it. Locked. Those are burned <laughs> in my memory. You're like, I am not going to be accused of being dumb again. Mm-mm. I know with the sunrise and sets. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, my, my question for you is, uh, hey, Sarah, mm-hmm. where is Oklahoma? Oh, boy. oh that's Here a whole go. other level. That's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Maybe well, southern middle? This is a pretty easy one. What do, what, what's the shape of Oklahoma? Square. Oh, boy. Triangle? An O. Okay. An O. Yeah, it's an O. It's an O. O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an O. It's a big circular state. Yeah, with a hole in the middle, which is uh, Nebraska. After I just told a very touching story about how I felt dumb, you go and ask me a question to make me feel dumber. I hope you can sleep well at night. Right after that. Well, Mm -hmm. I gave her an easy one. Come on, Oklahoma. Ladies and gentlemen, this is who. No, easy one is Kansas. Easy one's like California. Where's California? California? Or New York. (laughs) Or Kansas. Those are the easy ones. Mexico. I know where Texas okay, is. Okay, where's Kansas? It's right dead in the center, and that's definitely squarish looking, and you don't like to drive through there. Not a good place. <laughs> <laughs> Very scary at night to drive through, because there's not a whole lot of nothing going on there. Uh, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue with her on those points, especially with the clowns. And Dorothy. And Dorothy. Come on. Wizard oh, of Oz. <laughs> Didn't see no Dorothy there, but hey, that's why I remember it. Thank you right. very much. Wow. All Thanks, right. babe. All right. Ladies well, and gentlemen, let's, step let's back. Go. He's all mine. Let's get back to old Chris here. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. So, the myth goes is that he discovered America. Right. For the Spanish queen. Yes. Because he believed the world was round and everybody mm-hmm. else believed the world was flat. Correct. However, let's take apart that myth right now. Let's break that down a little bit. All right. Did he actually think the world was round? Yes. 
Was he no. the first? He did believe that. He just wasn't the first one to come up with that idea. Right. He was far from it. In fact, there was, you know, Greek and there's historical philosophers well before him that believed that idea. Yes. And then also, was he actually, you know, trying to discover a new world? No. No. That's right. Well, he was he? trying to get to the West Indies, right? Correct. He wanted to try to find a different, you know, path. I don't know. Was it called? Trade? Trade yeah. route. route. I yeah. thought it was interesting. Is he thought, because he thought the way around the globe was much smaller and shorter than it was. Yeah, even his though, distant calculations were always off or yeah, very well, short. E- even th- yeah, even though there were people in her court telling her, no, 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 his calculations are off. They weren't arguing that he couldn't do it. They were arguing that it was much, much farther than what he said. Correct. Right. And, and then... And, and basically this all comes down to she wanted like some more spices and stuff, right? Is This, this is basically why they dispatched all these people to try and do this is... Uh, yeah, well, it's well, all for the bottom dollar though, no? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. I, I got to say, cooking without spices is pretty boring. I mean, so, so I, 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 I'm not f- anti the going, I'm going to travel across the ocean to go get some spices. Like that, that in right. itself does not seem like a bad idea. I definitely agree with you because I was looking up some medieval recipes. Basically, that's a big Google search. And yeah. uh, oh, the food did not look good, man. Did not oh, no. look good. I mean, it, it, talk I mean, about. Just basic, you know. Mm, I mean, you were you were just in Scotland. I mean, if you get the true historical English, I mean, I spent some time in London. Derek's been in Scotland. You've Sarah's been over there. The true base, it's not very well spiced. In fact, I found the best food in London was the Indian food. <laughs> right? Yeah, a lot of Indian uh, influence over there for sure. Curry, lots of curry dishes mm-hmm. and different things like that. Yeah, because yeah. I was dying laughing when I was looking at the Google image search because I was like, "What does this stuff look like?" Because I couldn't even pronounce a lot of it. That you know, these like authentic recipes from medieval times, and like they all just look like mutton, like just brownish, <laughs> bland, you know, dough, and that was it. Like there's a lot of stews. I feel like like there was a lot yeah. of that going down. So, so I don't think we should criticize. There should no criticism for actually wanting to go get spices. We are pro no. spices here at Three Friends Having Dessert. <laughs> yes, it's a revolutionized the palates of mankind going forward. But the right. last myth is: Did he actually discover a new world? Uh, I mean, this gets into the technical no. definition of it. No, there was somebody no, else who was actually there first. Well, there was people, there were the n- native people were actually there. So technically, he yeah. did not discover the land because it's hard. But, it's like going to your neighbor's house and saying, I have discovered this house. Mm. <laughs> I mean, to, to the people. Um, to the Europeans. To Europeans, exactly. Yes, yeah. it's a discovery of new, you know, they, and they were the first ones to. Yeah, from a, from a purely European perspective. He was he was the first one to get there as a European. Mm-mm. No. no. Well, what you got for us? Oh, I have to look it up. <laughs> well, I mean, there had been other explorers that had been to this part of the world, like yes. like Leif Erikson. You know, the Vikings, obviously, they were out and about, but they were just out, you know, looking for a good time and looking for uh, something to eat. Yes, <laughs> you know, it, was, it, was a, it was a Viking. I forget his name, yeah. but he was actually the first one yeah. to actually land there. Th- that's why the, Leif Erikson, that's what I think Derek... Yeah, and they weren't. They just weren't worried about, you know, also making they, up... they weren't European. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, like I said, from a European perspective, yes, he found this new world. From a, you know, people perspective, no, he just... just Gain the European access to it. What do we think about that? Is that right? Uh, does that seem accurate? Or I don't know, but I don't. I guess because I feel like his intention wasn't to go discover a new world, and then he wasn't the first one to discover the new world. He sure as heck should not be labeled as the one who discovered the new world. <laughs> like there's just too many things that are against it, and I don't really quite understand how he got labeled with that. And he actually, to his death, never tried to promote that concept. It wasn't something that he was actually vying for. He wanted all the money. That was his big thing. He wanted 10%, I believe it was, or an eighth. I forget which one it is. One of the two, he wanted a share of anything he discovered, um, which he got kind of screwed out of by the, the, the queen and the Ferdinand and Isabella of Spain. But, uh, you know, he wasn't into the actual glory of actually claiming it. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah, cause they kind of squeezed him out at the end, right? Kind of. Yes. 
they did. Right. Well, that's because he was, and this is this is the real rub that I kind of was like, I don't think this man deserves a holiday. Is that he was supposedly he was the governor in in the Indies or whatever this populated land that he was. It was in, down in the Caribbean, and basically he was a total total tyrant. He was like it was it was so bad that both people who liked him and didn't were complaining about him, and he basically got chucked out. He got demoted. Well, he, that bad. So yeah. he basically started what later became the slave trade mm-hmm. and, you know, just did awful things like rewarded his captains with with uh, slave women for them to have their way. Yeah, with, but, like, I mean, to be fair, in context of the 15th century, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, really no, nice guys running actu- around. Actually, if you look at if the, some reading I did on it, said even in the context of 15th century, he was a douchebag. Yeah, oh, really? okay. Derek, yeah, like, one like, story. He, yeah, one story I read was basically a woman that was that you know was somewhere like I think it was even a friend of his. I'm not really sure. Said something about like basically him being born of low birth. That was it. Like something like that. I don't even know if she's maliciously saying it or something. He ended up having her paraded around town naked and then cut her tongue out afterwards, and said it was to defend the family honor. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's. That's mm-hmm. not so nice. Yeah. That's, That's a little so severe nice. for somebody, you know. I think he cuts, like, some man stole some corn, uh, and he had these ears cut off. Yeah. Uh, so, and and they, they get all this from... Oh, uh, an ear for an ear, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what he thought, but this was not in the days of antiseptic. This was no, oh, like, okay, anesthesia yeah. or anything. This was just literally just hack it off, and good luck, hope you live. The other mm. crazy in, thing is we call him, he never actually stepped foot on... The Americas, like he he got to like the Bahamas and Haiti and stuff, and just stopped. Yeah, I mean, if I got to just the Bahamas, I'd probably stop too. That's a good point. But yeah, yeah, he never, I'm not. He never, <laughs> he never I'm not pushed his way up in. to uh, you know uh, New England if I'm down in the uh, the hate in. That's a, that's a good point. How down do you, there in the summertime. How do you arrive at this beautiful island? Full of what they described as people that don't really like to wear clothes. So you're around a beautiful island with half-naked women hanging out on the beach. And do you want to destroy that? Mm. That seems like I just wouldn't go back. I would just be like, I'm well, good. I think the element here is the Christianity. Because everybody was trying to, you know, because he was actually very religious. Got even more religious towards his death. And yeah. so he was all about spreading, you know, the word. And like, you know, by colonizing and bringing, the, you know, the Lord the word of the God, I don't know how to phrase it, I'm Jewish people, um, bringing Christianity over was actually a calling, <laughs> and it was something that he was meant to do. I mean, no disrespect, I just don't know the lingo. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jewish. <laughs> we don't go around trying to indoctrinate people. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So. All right. So the upshot Ew. is not the, not the nicest guy all yeah. around. Uh, not someone that I would think would be, you know. I mean, I guess in, if you're trying to tell the history of America, you know, you need the figure or somebody to say, like, this is when it happened. But and give it's it a to story. A, Amerigo Vespucci or whatever, the guy who actually discovered America and who America is, you know, named after. Mm. Wasn't he just, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I'm going to sound stupid here, but wasn't he just like a map maker? I don't. He might. I think, but I think he actually was the with, on that first team that came. That came. They okay. actually came and actually first. And again, this is not. They That's didn't a dis- good, very good point, Aaron. Though, like, why why is an America named you know Columbia or something like that? You know, like Columbus. Because Columbus never footstep foot here. That's what I'm saying. So why don't we have an America? I guess July Fourth. I don't know. Holidays, <laughs> man. And, and the other thing, it, it still just blows my mind. Discover he discovered he didn't discover it. He found it for some people that are... I mean, there were already people there. It was new to him. Yeah. But you, <laughs> but you know what? There are some houses on the other side of Vegas that are new to me. Right. You know, I, go I, I'm discover gonna, them. I'm going to go discover them. Like, hey, this is my house. Oh, That's you're here? Any, uh, no, you've never... You got any... Sm- you got any smallpox bl- blankets you can uh, hand the people as you walk in? Here you go, folks. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Too much. Well, anyway, in honor of this wonderful, auspicious holiday, we decided what would actually be the best dessert to serve Christopher Columbus. And this is kind of open-ended, don't you think, gentlemen? Like, there's a lot of different ways you could take this. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways you could take this. And, you know, I'm sure we all have our own idea. 
That's uh, about the fun. That's where the fun begins, no? Right. Um, yeah. Smallpox blanket wasn't the correct answer for it, was it? Cause no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some poison? I don't know. A machete glazed corn cob? With, I don't know. Mm. So how did you guys all approach this? Uh, I, I, do you want me go, I can go into my dessert. You, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Aaron, I'll break it. Yeah, ahead. go for go it. Ahead. Pitch it break up. Break the ice. So my thought is, as we all know, he wanted to get to India, the West Indies, just for the spice trade. So if he wanted to get there so bad, why wouldn't I serve him an Indian dessert? Oh, see, look at this. So I mm. was so I re- went and did some research on some Indian desserts, and I found the one that looked the most appetizing to me. Okay, and this one. So I, are you talking about what? Say it again. So you wanted to give him an Indian dessert because that's where he was. That's where he wa- no, he never he got to the to Indias. He never got there, oh, but that's where he okay, wanted gotcha. to go. So I want to give gotcha. him a taste of something that he wanted to get to. That sounds very good. I like that. So, so my thing that I found, and I, I'm going to butcher the, the pronunciation here because, as they say, I've only read this word. I've never actually heard it read out loud. It's kulfi, K-U-L-F-I. K-U-L-F-I. Kulfi. 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 It is Indi- it's an Indian ice cream. Oh. So it's, Me and Derek are like, ooh. I know. It's a very much, I like ice cream. I know. It's very much like the American ice cream. Uh, it's, in fact, it's often nicknamed the traditional Indian ice cream, but it's a little denser and a little creamier because of how they make it. They don't like stir it. They make it a, through a different process. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, and so it's... Now, what's the flavor? So it's, it's like ice cream. You can flavor it whatever you want to flavor it. Some of the traditional flavors are rose, mango, cameron, saffron, and my personal favorite, pistachio. Ooh, it sounds very spicy. I like yeah. it. Like all different spices you can use. Yeah. So you get, but it, what's cool about it is because the way you make it, it doesn't melt as fast. Which, by the way, if you're in the if you're in the the tropics, don't you want mm-hmm. an ice cream that's not going to melt as fast? Yeah. How does it not sure. melt so for fast? Sure. What do you think it is? It's the process they make it. It makes it denser. Ooh. Mm. So kind of like, almost like an icy. Kind of. It depends. Well, this is goes into so there's sort of ch- so you make it. I'm gonna. I, I had to pull up the, the ingredients and how to make this thing because it was a it was a pretty crazy process. So the traditional way is you just take evaporated sweetened flavored milk, and you just slowly cook it for a long time. You boil it, boil it, boil it, and you're constantly stirring it so the milk doesn't burn. So when you've gotten down to half of it, then you take that and you and you just basically freeze it. Ooh. Huh. And so what's it with the, with the, it's intensive because you have to constant you you can't let it sit still or else at all or else the milk will get all messed up. Oh, so right. it's kind of like churning butter. Exactly it, over you a hot. Let it sit there. Mm. Yeah, and so the, but there's two ways, and you can freeze it. Uh, there's two ways. The freezing method you can either just use a traditional and ice, mm-hmm. or you can do it with ice and salt, which freezes it faster. Okay. And if you do it without the salt. It's called, it's uh, creates more like uh, it doesn't have the ice crystals, so it's a little smoother. Mm. And so then it's um, it has a slightly it's a, it's, a, it's a just a slightly different mouthfeel. Ooh. So okay. Have, yeah. But once you freeze it, you just you can just take it out whenever and yeah, have and at it's it. and it's usually served like on a stick. Like, oh, okay. So okay. So it's like a popsicle. I mean, they're beautiful. You've right. seen the pictures of them. They look like you know beautiful bomb pops and stuff like that, but like all melty and stuff. Or they're served over this like they call it. Uh, again, I'm gonna slaughter this. It's F A L O O O D A. Only two O's in there. Faluda. Faluda kufi, and that's uh, like these rice noodles that are like su- with sugary what rice noodles. You can serve it over that as well. Ooh, I kind of want to have this. I want to yeah. have the whole thing. That it, sounds real interesting, actually. Yeah, I was like, I'm totally it kinda, It's kind of like an ice cream lo mein is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, there's a modern way of doing it where you just take uh, evaporated milk, condensed milk, and heavy cream and mix those together, boil them down with some st- cornstarch paste. You don't have to, because of the mixture, you don't have to stir it quite as crazy amount. And once it starts to thicken, then you freeze it. Gotcha. And so it's a slight, it's an easier process, but obviously a lot of those ingredients weren't available because this is an old, this is a very, very traditional dessert for them. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, wow. I like it. I like the ingenuity. I like that it's cold, uh, the handheld nature of it. I like that it's about the fact that he hasn't reached that location yet. Yeah, Very my favorite crazy. part of that is uh, just the total different way that you took it of this is where he was headed, so I'm going to give him something that he was you know, that he, that he, he would have been looking to. for, or, you know, in tradition. So, I mean, that's totally opposite of what I was thinking, <laughs> and obviously. Yeah, but, I would yeah, have to like say the said, same for left, me. We left this open-ended, so yeah. it was kind of like however you want to take it, you know? I think, well, I think my favorite thing about this dessert was if, you're, if you've done the ice free, freeze with the salt, you actually have to take it out 15 minutes before you serve it because it takes so long to melt that you want it to, you actually want it to have melted some before you serve it. And you know what? Back in those days, you had that kind of time. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nowadays, I'd be like, man, I want it now. Those days, it was like, woo, instant ice cream. Wait 15 minutes. You know? Woo-wee, yeah. So, and apparently, if you go to India, this is still, you can buy this, like, on the, you, know, you have, like, Kufi, Kufi guys, like, ice cream at, on the street corner sell, selling them. Okay, so, yeah, they still have this going on, like, yeah, the guys this, in New York with Do you think the they've updated it with, like, a chocolate carts. coffee? I'm sure they have all kinds of different flavors, and then they do, you know, you do your... Um, garnishes and stuff on it so yeah what was interesting is you said some of the traditional flavors and i i always find it fascinating that in the united states we'd never really had them but a lot of other countries have those kind of flavors that you wouldn't necessarily like lavender and rose petal and different things like that that i know i feel like people try to influence that into this market but no one goes for it no No one goes for it and it's it's it tastes like soap or something yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, I find in America, but we, I, I love not... those exotic kind of things, you know, like because they are just kind of off the wall, you know. I'm going to propose a theory here. The mm. theory is America, we're kind of an extreme people. Yeah, we, we agree. Like, like so, we if we want desserts. We want like um, mega ultra dessert, and these like saffron yeah. and lab. Yeah. They're, they're subtle. They're like they're, yeah, they're, they're like very... a rose water icy. Yeah. No. Yeah. But if you, you give me like a chocolate frappuccino blast. Double, yeah, yeah, like double chocolate, uh, caramel, pop, 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 you know, and, something and, real. And, like. and, and, and not to get too deep into it, but I think that a lot of our social problems and our social advantages come from that extreme nature. Yeah, because they're always trying to one-up each other, I feel like. It's not just, you know, it's become like we're so desensitized by, you know, the amazing, the best, or whatever. Then we're trying to top that, and it just becomes overstimulated. It's just a non, it's a very bad cycle. Yeah, but I think it also, in a way, pushes us to be the greatest, or create the fastest, or, you know, create the best. And so, like I said, I I think it's it's a mixed blessing to be that extreme. Yeah, but I feel like what it does, though, is that the best becomes, quote, the norm. That's the problem. Mm. So it's like then you have people who are like, you know, doing things that are probably not 100% kosher to try to get ahead. They'll, they'll hurt somebody. They'll, you know, take illegal drugs to, you know, make their body perform better. Like everyone's then trying to get that, that little edge. So like becomes so driven. That can't be good for you. Stress, it's just, it just breeds just a very bad environment in but some level. But at the same time, you could argue that that's what pushed us into the age of computers and advanced sciences. And, and without that drive, without that doggedness, you mm. don't have those advances. But then we get millennials. What's wrong Uh-oh. with millennials? I said oh, that just to boy. annoy Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Sarah knows I've gotten into. Uh, don't follow me on social media personally because it's just I, I'm a mess on there. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I love millennials. I have nothing negative to say. It's just Aaron gets very irked when anybody says anything derogatory about millennials. Because well, I get so tired. Okay, where's my? Oh, there it is. There's my soapbox. I am so tired of people dragging. Oh, I'm not even a millennial. I'm I'm I'm, done. I'm like this weird not Gen X. You two are, I think, are Gen X, but. Every gen- no, there are Greek philo- there are quotes from Aristotle and Plato complaining about the younger generation. Guess what? Every generation thinks the younger generation is lazy. It doesn't do their job, and everybody thinks that. So guess what? It's not new. It's tired. It's old. It's boring. They're just different than you. Get over it, old people. But <laughs> and and that goes for every but generation you- of old people ever. Right. Well, I agree with that. There's all there, but the fact that. I mean, I know it was my sister or somebody 
you know, got into an argument with a millennial about how millennials weren't sensitive. <laughs> it was like she was sensitive to the fact that she wasn't sensitive, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound a little retarded. <laughs> but I think it's but, a but uh, I think it's but I which is, I think there may be some validness. I don't know the whole argument, but I think the yeah, idea know, that they're lazy and they're doing, I mean, millennials gave us Facebook. The thing you're arguing on with me was created by a millennial. Yeah. So and of course up. it doesn't, but it also doesn't take into account that they received a world that was created by them. Yes. So millennials are just trying to deal with all the crap that was dealt them. And let's be honest, they haven't really received the best, you know, handout. And also, what were you doing in your 20s that made you so much better? Huh. Mm. Aaron, Derek, yeah, he's really upset. We need to calm him wow. down. Let's go get uh, him some okay. koofy. I need coffee. some koofy. I need some koofy. He needs some koofy, yeah. All right, we're he's putting this so He's getting very worked so. up about this. Well, I will now take over the reins. Because I appreciate it. I whereas, Aaron, I love that you went forward. I kind of was in the throes of the actual journey. That's where I landed in my dessert expedition. You know, I'm talking about a man who took four voyages across. And basically, if you know this, you know, very tiring. He started to not do so well. What are you eating on these boats? You're having sea biscuits, which is like some hard unleavened bread. Uh. Things that are not going to go, you know, basically one of the things that didn't rot. So he's eating a lot of that. He's eating a lot of cured meats, very salty, dried meats, like jerkies and, you know, whatever, made of pork and beef. And then a lot of like, if he was going to have any sort of, you know, sweetness, it was going to be like dried fruits. Uh So Wait. You did pack limes. Limes were very common on these trips to keep you from getting scurvy. Yes, I understand that. But we're talking about months at sea. By the time he got there, there was not he was not having lots of leafy vegetables and fresh fruits. And no. his body his no. yeah, his body started to suffer. And he yeah. ended up having a disease that they believe is gout or something else, but irregardless, it was an inflammation of the joints, which is what gout is. And one of the yeah. ways to combat that is actually having vitamin C. So I was like, okay, you know, he's, he's on the voyage. What kind of dessert would he really like that would kind of embody the trip that he's having, but also hopefully be somewhat good for him? So my dessert is actually, it's going to be cooled fresh oranges with a spiced red wine syrup. Whoa. Whoa. What? All right, all right. Yes. Back, back, we break this. How, how are we preparing this? You need to break it down for me a little bit. Now, one of the benefits of mine is also it's very simple. It's only four ingredients, and you can prepare it ahead of time if you'd like, in stages and pieces, and then just throw it together whenever like the mood strikes. So basically, you're just going to want to make the sauce, and that's simply you get a nice red wa- red Spanish wine. Get it? Ties uh-huh. in with the Spanish. Yep. And then you put in some sugar. It's about a cup of sugar, and you're going to boil that down to get a nice reduction. So it kind of gets, you know, kind of liquefies in half. Got that sauce? Awesome. You put that in the refrigerator. Keeps it nice and chilled. Then what you're going to want to do is you're going to take those oranges, and you're going to peel them. Mm-hmm. So you got them, take all the white stuff off, slice them up so you just get the nice juicy insides out, put those in a bowl, and you put that in the fridge. You take the orange grate, you know, the orange actual peel, mm-hmm. and you grate, grate that a little bit, get some little fine orange grates, mix that in with a little sugar, put that in a separate bowl. You're ready to have it, put some oranges in a bowl, drizzle on some sauce, put the little finely grated sugar orange peels on the top, and you have yourself a delightful vitamin C-infused, spicy red wine syrup dessert. Wow. Hmm. And you like the spices. It ties in with him getting spices. You can kind of add some cinnamon in there if you want and kind of bring out the flavors of the red wine a little bit more. It kind of just ties it together. I like the coolness of it because, you know, he's on a ship with a lot of men, hot you know, there's just a lot of things about it. I feel like kind of, it'd be a welcome reprieve on a hot, stuffy expedition across the sea. It's, you know what it sounds like a great dessert for? Mm-hmm. After tapas. <laughs> Seems like I, I would agree with tapas. you. Wouldn't you want Well, that's a Spanish, Spanish d- I know. dinner. I got you. Perfect. But, but I'm thinking like, don't you want like, because like, afterwards you don't want like a big ice cream sundae or something. You want something a little, because I feel like this is something you like nibble at a little bit. You're like, oh, this is delicious. A little, little, oh, upper, you know, almost dessert aperitif to finish things off. 
And I think it's zippy, which is what I like about it. You know, it's like a way to kind yeah. of like infuse your dessert with a little bit of wine, but it's got a little bit of a kick to it. So it's not just some boring, you know, uh, trifle. You know, we're not going that route. We're going with a little zingy. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm glad you have good. Christopher Columbus's health in mind. Yeah. I wanted to take care of his gout. <laughs> his gout. <laughs> Derek, would you want to have this dessert? Yeah, it does sound good, actually. I like the, uh, you know, the, the uh, obviously the wine uh, syrup is <laughs> really sounds very good to me, actually. And, uh, you know, with a little orange, little... Uh, freshness you know kind of uh i really feel like that would be a good uh you know kind of refreshing dessert i I do have one question though sarah Mm -hmm. why didn't i'm really genuinely surprised you didn't just say i gave him chocolate and coffee because screw him i like chocolate and coffee the real reason why because i did think about that because when he got to you know whatever the caribbean the indies sorry he actually they first discovered cacao. But at the time, it wasn't until they brought it back to Europe where they started adding sugar to it and they actually started having yummy, the chocolate that we know of today. So I didn't really find a dessert that I thought was applicable at the time. And I could have stretched it and been like you, Aaron, and been like, okay, maybe something in the future he never had that he would eventually be responsible for in some way of bringing to the world. You know, but what I actually thought was he's on the trip. He's, he's, homesick months at sea away from you know his beloved land that he knows and i thought you know having a little spanish red wine and you know the things that he's used to would actually be a comfort to him my my point was more that i'm surprised that you would take him into consideration like that considering your uh we'll just put it nicely your uh dis your your lack of love for him well i think it's just so stupid to not to get gout or something when you can just have oranges Oh, I just thought it was really <laughs> my man. Have some oranges. Well, that's why. Good. That's why a lot of you know tropical drinks and all those kind of stuff are associated with limes, is because of that kind of a pirate rum thing. Because they, they mm-hmm. generally used to just keep bunches and bunches of limes so they keep keep their guys from getting scurvy. Yeah, and so that's what I'm thinking. But I'm thinking I don't know how long those limes last. I don't know. Maybe in the hull of a ship. I don't know. How did they preserve the limes? I don't even know. That's a whole, that's mm. another show. That's we'll do pirate desserts someday. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. There should be a pirate day, don't you think? Okay, well, most of the stuff they just put it in alcohol, and that was it. That's that's probably true. <laughs> As you can see, my dessert did have alcohol. When in doubt, go with go. alcohol. You know, that does seem well, beer was, for somebody beer that doesn't. Was one of those, yeah. For somebody that doesn't drink a lot, you sure do put a lot of alcohol in your desserts. I'm trying to tailor it to my audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I live vicariously through my imaginative desserts. Fair enough. Um, well, all right, Derek, lay it on us. Give us your uh, rationale. All right. So, yeah, you guys kind of had d- way different thoughts from me. Um, though there were some aspects of Sarah's, I think, that I kind of honed in on, which was here is an explorer out away from everything he knows and you know, out on adventures and different things like mm-hmm. that. But I went back even further. I went back to his home country and the Italians, eh? Oh, that's right. I oh, forgot. he went way back to his childhood. So I went way back. He, this, is a, this is an old man now. He's seen things throughout his life. And now I'm going to bring him back home to when he was a little boy. And maybe his grandmother prepared something called a penna cotta. A panna cotta. Which is a delicious, not very, uh, or actually very somewhat similar to what Aaron had with the, uh, uh, you know, cooked down cream. This is also a nice uh, creamy dessert, but this is just a sweetened cream thickened with a little gelatin in a mold and then with a nice little flavored syrup, either caramel syrup or... I know for Sarah, maybe a nice coffee syrup is always good as well. Mm-hmm. So panna cotta is, uh, is, is very simple. And again, it's only a handful of ingredients. And the, the best thing about it for old Chris is that uh, it's a very refreshing, very light. You know, he's been eating mutton out there on the road. 
he's been eating heavy, heavy this and heavy that. So this is a nice, very refreshing, creamy dessert for him. And uh, I really think he would like it. I don't so think that, take... uh, I think that uh, my only one concern is with his gout. You're supposed to stay away from dairy. Well, technically, gout is not um, uh, confirmed as to what he had. Okay, he good comeback. Had... Good comeback. Good, I'm good, proud good. of you. Proud good. of you. Proud of you. I was going to say that. actually, on the boat, they think that maybe he was served something in an unsanitary fashion that gave him this disease, and it was more of a foodborne illness that affected him for the rest of his Whoa, life. Oh, look at Mr. Well, History. they also thought that they, it was something else, that it wasn't gout. It was called reactive something, which I could not pronounce, which right. is just a different kind of inflammation of the joints. So, yeah. you know, I got you. Right. Thank you, Derek. A very, very so, studious yeah. of you reply. Well, <laughs> first of all, I want to say there's a 100% chance he was served something non-sanitary on that boat. Right. Yes. It, oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I live with a guy. I know how unsanitary you boys yeah. can be. I've lived with both of you individually. Hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And no you've lived with both of us together. And both of you together. Oh, God, that makes me sound like such a slut. <laughs> it was a three company. So, yeah, type I, uh, I find that uh, Panacota is a very simple thing and. Um, you know, just something that uh, would be easy to prepare for myself and uh, would be very refreshing. Have you, you guys enjoyed panna cotta before? I've actually never had it. You Aaron? never had it? I've never had it either. I was just, I, I've, I've seen it and I think I've even seen it served around me, but I can't remember ever, I don't have any memory of tasting it. I think yeah, anytime I'm in an Italian restaurant, I'm always getting the tiramisu. Right. The ter- that's that's another thing I thought of, and especially I was like, oh, wait a minute. This one has like a coffee and a yeah, cocoa. Yeah, coffee liqueur. And no. I was like, oh, I better go for that. But I had to stay true to what I would really serve for him, and it would be the, the panna cotta. Now, so. I don't know if this is true or not, but do you know – I mean, because we're talking his childhood, 15, you know, probably 1470s, maybe 80s. Right. Did that dessert exist then? Damn you. I know. I was thinking that too. I was Aaron, like, did you have any you know sort what? of proof I'm, on I'm this? Because I didn't I'm see I'm that ju- in my medieval cookbooks. But so was, are, are we saying, you know, son of a... Look, look, I'm, I'm not saying we, that Ricardo... Yeah, back, I see what I'm, you're I'm, doing. I'm, but I'm just saying that your argument was that you wanted to bring him back to his childhood. And that well, wasn't available in his childhood. That, I mean, that's just kind of like... Uh, a time warp thing? You know, yeah, it's, it's an Italian thing now, though, for sure, even though it probably wasn't invented till probably... I mean, Aaron, we are talking about giving someone who's dead dessert, so... I understand, <laughs> but I'm just... I, I, I was legitimately just... At, you know, Derek just popped out some real... some deep Chris knowledge on the gout thing, so I just, you know, I genuinely thought he might know the answer to this, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah, no, it's pro- it probably didn't exist back then. Okay. I don't think. Well, what was... are the ingredients again? Uh, cream mm-hmm. and gelatin. Yeah, the gelatin. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had gelatin back in those days. And then you know, sugar and kind of a you know vanilla extract or something like that. I see. They um, could do. They definitely had sugar and vanilla, not extract, but maybe they made some yeah, versions of it. Yeah. Them. Yeah. So maybe there's some version of it. We'd have to, you know. You know what, Derek? We you know what we should do. We should go back in time. Go back in time <laughs> and see if this is true or not. That's what we should do. <laughs> Ultimately, though, I'm fascinated. I think someone's been watching like... Bill and Ted too much to see. <laughs> quantum leap, people, come on. Uh-huh. Well, no, because um, you can only jump back to your own lifetime within quantum leap. Oh, yes. You like that? Did, like that? Like that nerd knowledge jaw dropped on you. Yeah. I did know. you see? There's a new one with like uh, time jumpers on TV now. Have you seen? Yes, the it's the previews girl for this one. Yeah, yeah, and they're like somebody is going back in time to fix things, and then the world yeah. they know might not be around. So they go back, put it back to the way it was. It's like yeah. a reverse quantum leap kind of thing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Or yeah. Yeah. If you want to go deep, a lethal weapon. You guys see this? It's no. a TV show lethal now. Weapon. Oh, no. they're having a TV show. Yeah, right. surprise. Like, I always feel like it's a little sad whenever they remake something where the actor's still alive. You know, like doing right. Ben-Hur, I get it, you know, but like redoing Point Break, you know, I'm not saying that was like the best movie ever, but, you know, Keanu's still alive. Like, why? 
just saying like you're just old you're old and therefore yeah. we need a refresh on your story well even i mean these no, days, no, no, no. They, yeah it's a they refresh every five years it seems like it's at a, some some of these things yeah it's a it's a cash grab it's well i i think i understand the logic is you want to launch a show that has a pre-built-in audience yeah totally yeah. get it, it it's but just it's easier. not keanu though i mean come on are you talking about Lethal Weapon? No, talking about Point Break. Sorry, I was stuck on point that break. one. Okay. Yeah. Well, the point the Point Break was it was literally had nothing to do with the original. Yeah. Like the it was, plot, the story. It was another movie about that could have just been called Surfer Dudes. Surfer Dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It could yeah, have been yeah, called yeah, something totally But they totally just slapped different. Point Break on it because you know. Yeah, they're trying to cash in on that. Yeah. But they also had the same names. The the characters' names were like Bodie and all J- that. Johnny Utah. Johnny, Johnny Utah. Utah. <laughs> Got to remember that one. Utah. The former Utah. college the former co- you know college quarterback Blue out of steam, man, he saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say I'm very impressed cuz I feel like our listeners will think that we strategized our desserts to be like the future, the present and the past. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what we all did. And that's not true. But literally, this is our natural inclination was Aaron pushed forward. I kind of was in the moment. And Derek went back to the childhood. That just naturally happened, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is funny, isn't it? Okay, I, also, I mean, I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess when you come up with a, <laughs> a question about what would you serve... Christopher Columbus, I guess you could expect any type of outcome I, from that. I, I'd say, guys, we need to do more of these in the future. This is fun. This is, It was fun yeah. digging into his history and then figuring out how a dessert could figure into that history. And I liked yeah. how Derek came back to me with some knowledge that I knew, but I was just trying to play the uh-huh. one side that worked for me. But I liked that we had a little <laughs> bit of a debate going on, you know? But I think the real thing, though, is ultimately, how do we determine the winner? I mean, we got to get Christopher Columbus up in this joint to actually pick. Uh, I, I think we, uh, I think everyone still, we gotta go by, because, you know. This zomb- would be queuing in an old man's we, voice we, right now. Yeah, zombie <laughs> Columbus isn't showing up s- anytime. <laughs> I think well, I we, guess we I leave it up to our uh, listeners, is what I would Mar- think. I, are I we just going back uh, to our traditional voting methods? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Marco, Marco Polo's in that commercial right now, so maybe we could find Chris Columbus. <laughs> Have you seen that one? <laughs> the guy in the pool. Oh, my God. Yes, and he keeps saying, up. he's Playing like, Playing yes, Marco Polo Marco. with Marco Polo. See, yeah. <laughs> see, si, si, Marco si. Polo. Yeah, see. Si. <laughs> it's funnier when you say it, but the movie, the actual commercial sucks and annoys me in no end. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. There's like a llama sitting outside the pool oh and he's like this gosh. old man in the pool with children that doesn't seem right you know not oh, good boy. not good well either way i want to know which one the listeners like the best so listeners do you like aaron's how do you pronounce it aaron koofy 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 do you like my fresh oranges with spiced red wine or do you like Derek's penna cotta let us know at contact at three friends having dessert.com contact at three friends having dessert.com Contact at threefriendshavingdessert.com. So we're not going to vote on this. Sarah, you don't want to take this to a vote. I mean, I'll vote. I always vote. All right. So vote. All right. I mean, I would vote for Aaron's. Koofy sounds good. Okay. Panicata. Eh, I haven't had this far. It's been around already. Haven't tried it. Not wanted to. Don't really feel the draw. Koofy sounds really good with the little noodles and the sugar. I'm down with that. I think that Columbus would really dig it. Derek, where are you going? Um, I guess he's not going to vote for me, so I got it now. Well, no, 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 no. But I, I am, I'm intrigued more by the Koofy because you, 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 I was wasn't sure about it, but once you said the. The noodle stuff with the sugar. Yeah. And noodle, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. try that. Really? Because I didn't and know it if takes I was longer gonna, to melt. I didn't know if I was going to mention the sugar noodles because that's the part that doesn't sound good to me. Well, oh, I mean, man. I mean, we're always well, going to go with good. the ice cream thing and a hot thing. You know, like that just always works, and you can have it on a stick. You said and the different flavors. Yeah. Um, but you know, then the noodles thing kind of took it up a whole notch. It was like, ooh. I generally want to find this thing because it because uh, it does it does sound interesting and. I feel like I am 
a unworthy dessert explorer who has not tried this uh, this ridiculously well-known Italian dessert, Derek. Well, maybe we'll go. We're in Vegas, baby. We sh- I'm sure somebody here might make it. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Yeah, you go to any Italian restaurant, they'll have it. And mm-hmm. and so, Aaron, you've, you've won again. But, yeah, Aaron, nice job. That's good. Sounds very uh, intriguing. Oh, I, I appreciate I that. It was, uh, it was a How fun one. How do you feel one. about your win? I feel good about it. I feel good. I, I don't know if, it, you know, but like we said, I think I think we need to bring back Zombie Columbus to really figure it out. Yes. <laughs> we need like a, maybe like a psychic to like bring his spirit. Oh, that would be fun. You know, do a little seance. Ooh, Christopher Columbus is speaking to me. He's like, Derek, there was no panicata in my day. What are you talking about, you stupid idiot? Sarah, just give me the wine. No problem. Okay, here's your wine. Thank you very much. I choose the bottle of wine. And then I'll finish it up with some of that goofy shit. Give me that to me. That sounds good. (laughs) There you go. There's Christopher Columbus. There he is. There it is. Okay. Well, there you have it. I hope everybody had a wonderful Columbus Day, whatever you're doing, taking off. You know, maybe you learned a thing or two. Never know. Maybe you'll just look at dessert a little bit differently. If you like the show... Do us a favor, hit you know, hit up that review button, leave us a little quick review. That means a lot to us on iTunes. And if you're new here, think about subscribing and hit that subscribe button. Because you will always have us to have in your inbox once a week giving you some great dessert podcasts. Alright, so until next time. Couldn't think of anything to yell. <laughs> there Goofy! you go. There it is. <laughs> Goofy. Yeah, I thought there was treasure. It's gonna be Goofy. Should have been Goofy. It should have been. <laughs> just, just edit that in. Should have been Goofy. <laughs> is that even how you say it? We don't even know. We don't even know. All right, stop. <laughs>